Welcome back, everybody, to the Storyline Podcast. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here with our host, Sue Murata. Hi, Sue. Hey, Chris. How you doing? So good. Excited, getting excited for the launch of the Storyline community, for sure. Oh, me too. I can't wait. Yeah. Days yeah. away. If you all are interested in that, you can go to uh, mystoryline.org forward slash invite, and you can check out a video that Sue and I did there about the community and what it's all about. Uh, but today, Sue, we're talking about vulnerability. In a world oh, that overshares. Man. <laughs> man, that's a big one, right? <laughs> yes. But it's a big one, but it's really, you know, one of the biggest pillars that I think is important in telling your authentic story. Yeah. 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 I, I, lo- I love so much Brene Brown's work. Mm. Uh, I feel like it really frames vulnerability in a way that feels empowered instead of yes. fragile. Yes. Uh, which I yes. appreciate. And, you know, thanks for bringing that up because what's her, her, I remember her book talking about if you put shame in a Petri dish with empathy, shame can't survive. Oh, wow. And how do we, how do we get, I mean, where do you get empathy? I mean, how do you, you know, someone please share some empathy with me. And that's really sharing our stories. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, Which, then to the point of the, the, the episode would be like, there's got to be some level of vulnerability to, to share the story that um, inspires empathy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So are you vulnerable, Chris? <laughs> I, I think I am now. I, I think I've always been empathetic. So yes. it was easy for me to give empathy to others who were vulnerable. You know, mm-hmm. when someone is, takes the, the chance to share something mm-hmm. meaningful and tender that um, I think I respond to that in a way that has been empathetic and understanding. I think I felt a little bit like an imposter for a lot of life. Like Mm. who am I? And I, I haven't reached any kind of success in my, in my opinion, right. I'm, I'm not like them. And so I, I I became a very good chameleon. I I have a lot of masks in my mask closet Mm -hmm. and it took a while for me to be willing to, um, share from a place that felt less than put together. Yes. Oh my gosh. We're the same person. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like people are like, Oh, I'm having a hard time with my 50th birthday. I'm like, really? Not me. Oh my gosh. Every year I grow older. I'm just wiser. I'm more authentic. I'm, Mm -hmm. Oh, to go back to just pretending and being so afraid to be myself and to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Those were yeah. you know, painful times, you know? Yeah. Um, but what is vulnerability? You know, I've yeah, tried what to is vulnerability. Yeah. Like how I do mean, we define it? I mean, Chris, really in our world today, yeah. people, you know, the news, social media, there's so many opinions out there. Is that vulnerability? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I heard somebody say once, like, uh, you know, you don't need to share everything in your, in your closet, every dirty secret in your closet. Like that Mm-mm. doesn't, measure the amount of vulnerability that you're offering, you know, like, right. And I think that can sometimes partner up with the oversharing thought. Yeah, You don't have right. to share everything. Nope. That, that doesn't make it vulnerable. I mean, it nope. might be vulnerable to you, but you don't have to, you know, that's not the, yeah, right, thing. right, right. That's not how you do it. Yeah. Um, I think it's different for people too. Like, like vulnerability for me coming out of a, a childhood of abuse and, and just being afraid. I, I felt like my, my whole childhood, I was fearful and then did all the things society told me, got married, had kids, mm-hmm. um, did all that and was still afraid and created a person that 
I thought other people would like. And, and so vulnerability to me was very scary and very um, unattainable. And even when I would see other people be vulnerable, I was drawn to it and I wanted it. Yeah. And if I could only do that and I tried to, you know, befriend people like that, but I still was so locked up. And, and I know looking back on my journey of vulnerability, it, for me, it was, it was layer by layer by layer, very, a very slow Hmm. process in the direction I knew was the right direction. But I, you know, I, I talked to one person Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then maybe a year and a half later, I decided to maybe talk to another person and then, you know, and it grows exponential. And then I wrote a memoir. So now it's out and it's public (laughs) and it's pretty, but I couldn't have started there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I was thinking as you were sharing that even before sharing with others, being vulnerable with others is a, Mm -hmm. is an opportunity to be vulnerable with yourself. Like to, for me to begin to have honest conversations with myself Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't the life that I want. This isn't what I want. I want some, can right. I even, can I, am I allowed to dream for something different or better or more than this? Mm-hmm. Um, I think is a vulnerable question to have with yourself because absolutely you think no, and you're afraid that the answer is no, then you won't be very vulnerable with future ideas, possibilities, dreams, you know? Absolutely. And what a great place to start. I mean, yeah. And it is true before you can ever be vulnerable with another human being, you have to be vulnerable with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think some of vulnerability to me feels like there's some awareness in there. Like there has, if I had to define it, I'd be like, well, some part of some ingredient of vulnerability is awareness. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think it is different for every person. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, even some people I've met along the way who appear to be very vulnerable would say they're not, Mm. you know? And so that's, you know, when we talk, go back to empathy, right? No, it's really um, learning to listen to others and, and to hear them out, you know, and not say, Oh, you have it all put together. You're all put together. In fact, I'll tell you a little story. I was at a, a church. It was a Wednesday night and we were having dinner and a friend and I were talking and there was this just beautiful teenage girl who had started coming, but was, didn't want to go to youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just sat in the area where we all ate dinner and she was sitting with us and we started talking to her And this, I think she was 14 at the time. And she started sharing. Um, she had just come out of an abusive situation and moved in with some other family members and, was just sharing. And my friend looked at her and put her hand on her shoulder and said, um, wow, you are an inspiration. You are a powerful young lady and so brave and all this stuff. And the girl got quite upset and said, I hate when people say that to me. Mm. I am only in this situation and telling my story because I have to, to survive And it was an interesting, almost reprimand from this 14 year old. We weren't really, we turned what she was sharing into just praising her. Like, that's so exciting that you're out of that and you're, is how she took it. Right, right. Um, But I think, you know, to be empathetic is, is really more when someone's vulnerable is asking questions, Mm -hmm. you know, how's that feel for you? 
Yeah. To be able to sit here to tell your story, you know. She so vulnerability could be on the the giving side and the receiving side. I want absolutely like everybody mm-hmm. there. It sounds like thought that was vulnerable. Yeah, I even think she. I mean, as I'm just processing it, but I feel like for somebody to take, even if she felt like she had to, that she did it still feels like she was being vulnerable, even if her, like, that's an interesting angle on vulnerability. Like, right. It may not be a feeling. It may not be like vulnerability mm-hmm. feels a certain way, but that the action or the intent of it is interesting to me, you know? Exactly. So let's unpack it more. Was mm-hmm. the vulnerable part of it her telling the story? Mm-hmm. Was it more vulnerable for her to reprimand two women much older than her? Yeah, right. Yeah, you right. know, was, I don't feel like we were, we were listening, but I think we were more in awe mm-hmm. yeah. than really hearing her heart, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that for me personally comes from that, made up life that made up persona I created that I wasn't a very good listener growing up. I had empathy, a Mm. lot of empathy, Mm. but I was always formulating my answer in a conversation because I had to control the conversation in order to feel safe in that conversation. And I, you know, I think of all the Bible studies I led, all the things conversations I had with people, all the things people shared with me where I then said, Oh, Hey, I know what you mean. Let me tell you my story instead of truly listening. So I do think vulnerability isn't just us being brave enough to share, but are we, do we have the capability and the empathy to sit and listen? Right. Yeah. That's a good point. I can, Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. I can think about how uh, similar, like, because you said we're, we're the same person now yeah. in those times of, yeah, of, uh, I was a very positive person. Um, I don't know if people nowadays would call it toxically positive. I just was very, <laughs> you know, um, faith-based, nothing get, get me down. Everything's going to be fine. And in some ways it would just was a little bit obnoxious, but, yeah. um, uh, but if what was popular was to share something from your life, then I would sure I'll share from my life. Me too. I can do it too. I'll share. Yep. But it was, it definitely didn't feel vulnerable. It felt like I'm going to do what we all do. You know, this is what absolutely. We all do. Oh, me too. Yeah. I, I overshared <laughs> <laughs> and I shared about my past and I shared sure. painful things, yeah. but it wasn't vulnerability. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And the other, the other thing, if we go back is to that situation with that young girl, is what about silence? I think, mm. I think I've always been uncomfortable with silence. I think our society is uncomfortable with it, mm. but sometimes just allowing that space, that mm. silence mm. to be there. I mean, I think, right. I think silence between two people when, or a small group of people or a community where something big has been shared is, is the best hug you can get, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, but giving space and then let's respond. Let's, you know. Yeah. That's an interesting point you make about vulnerability. Um, it, it feels in a way that maybe I'm, we're not used to thinking of vulnerability like that. The, the silence can be right. uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. in that feeling uncomfortable because I can't control it. 
and I'm not talking over it, that mm-hmm. I'm feeling exposed or I'm feeling, um, why isn't anybody saying anything? And yes. it's in that moment that there's that vulnerability piece that. Right. Um, yeah, that's a really interesting. Right. Thing. Yeah. So I've struggled with that. I'm, that's one of the things just in my own, just self-growth and, you know, wanting to be a better person is working on listening better. Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to formulate what I'm going to say next. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I almost wonder too, if a, a, we, this could be explored in another episode, but there is um, what's available on the other side of vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? Not just what is it, but what does it make available? Cause I think when we, when we are get used to interacting with each other mm-hmm. from a place of vulnerability and empathy, that I think new conversations can come out that couldn't have when I was operating from my mask or my control, yep. new possibilities, new partnerships, new, like all kinds of new stuff shows up in the space oh, it of does. vulnerability. Yeah, it does. You know, uh, in me getting to a place in my life where I'm sharing my story yeah. and being authentic and vulnerable, um, I have seven kids. So I have five grown daughters who one of them is a writer. All of them are exploring their own lives much younger than I did because I'm modeling it for them, which is great. But I, my one daughter, who's also a writer was saying the other day, she's like, I kept thinking that the story I need to tell and really look at is my story of my childhood and, and why I felt certain ways. She said, but what I'm discovering as you share your story is I want to talk more to you. I want to learn more from you about what you were going through when you were my mom, when I was young and why I wasn't getting what I needed. Hmm. She said, I'm beginning to see it now that you were living in turmoil, that you were afraid that you control was safety. And she said, I want to do that more. And then she's like, mom, this is generational trauma and we need to talk about it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where it stops. Right. Because she has a three-year-old daughter. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want my daughter then to say, mom, why weren't you emotionally available? Wow. You know, I did stuff with my kids. We traveled a lot, but they knew, they knew they weren't getting emotionally from me because I, I, I didn't have the ability to give that to them. But how interesting as one person uses that vulnerability in such a way and in a safe way. And, you know, and I talk about how, how can you be vulnerable? I believe it needs to begin in a safe community. Like, not just shouting it to anyone who will listen. Um, but when that happens, there is a ripple effect, you know? So I knew I wanted to write my memoir. I knew I wanted to tell my story, but I didn't realize Hmm. the impact it would have on my kids. And it's really interesting to watch. It's humbling. Mm -hmm. Uh, we share a lot of laughs and a lot of tears together. Yeah. I love the exploration of just the word vulnerability. I, yeah. That, and I love, I love too that storyline 
as a community uh, is that safe place to explore that. Like, mm-hmm. so easy to just think, oh yeah, vulnerability, we all know what that means, but to there's nuance, you know, there's, there's a lot mm-hmm. of nuance to things. The older I get, the more I see nuance. I'm like, there's just a lot of layers here to explore yes. that add to my own experience of my own vulnerability in this case, or my own, whatever the topic mm-hmm. is, but, and where do I get to go to explore that? There just aren't a lot of places or people that I get to have that kind of conversation with. Absolutely. Well, now you can come to Storyline. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, we so need so, it. Yes. Yeah. So glad that you're putting this community together and that we get to kind of co-create something that um, I think provides, provides something, you know, that there's mm-hmm. something here. There's something that people get to experience in themselves and in each other that you just don't get to experience somewhere else. But... Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, those of you listening, if you'd like to learn more about Storyline, you can go to mystoryline.org uh, forward slash invite. There is a, a video there of Sue and I sort of describing the community, what it what it's in response to and how it works, as well as an application button. So if you want to learn more, go to mystoryline.org forward slash invite. Thanks, Sue, for a great conversation. Can't wait to see what the next one is. Uh, until then, be well. All right. You too, Chris. Bye.